What's up, everybody? Happy Monday, February 18th, 2019. Getting closer to the combine, getting closer to the draft, and it's another mock draft Monday here on the Pick 6 Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. We will dive right into the picks. No messing around, no tomfoolery, no shenanigans. But we do have some Ryan Wilson and some Chip Patterson. What's up, fellas? Hey! hey. North Carolina in the house. Uh, right. I like the comparisons of Ryan's enth- lack of enthusiasm and Chip's real, like, real life enthusiasm. Chip is me 20 years ago. That's, that's what, Chip, this is what you had to look forward to. <laughs> I, I, I look at Ryan and I'm like, oh man. Well, at least he's alive. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's exa- the- exactly. I wake up every morning and say, didn't die. That's a, yeah. That's, that's sort of what I look in the mirror. I'm like, well, you're alive. This is what we've got. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. God has a plan for me today. Let's see what it is. It must be the off season. Um, just a quick teaser. I think for the combine, we're going to be there and doing live shows from the combine. I will let you know more details as I get them. Listen, Brian Wilson and Pete Prisca will be there. We'll see if we, uh, if Wilbur and, and our buddy John Breach make the trip. I mean, ideally they tell me not to come and then you and Pete can do the podcast live and Pete spends the We're whole. We're all going to be there. It's going to be one big party and Pete will be the grumpiest person there. So that's I've enough never, I've never met a human who complains about more stuff. And so, uh, uh, Dane Clevin, one of our producers pointed out at dinner the other night and we were at the PR with me and Chip and Matt Norlander and Dane and our, and, and Chip's wife Parker and my wife AK and, and my son. Um, and, and Dane was like, yeah, Pete will like complain and complain and complain and complain. So when we do the podcast, he's like, I don't have time for this. I don't, I, like, I don't have time for this segment. And then, like, he got sat down and mic'd up and they got done with, we got done with the segment. He's like, I'll just stay on the whole show. Don't worry about it. I'll just stay here. It's like, you love to complain. And you just, just cause when you complain, you hear your voice, Prisco. Um, anyway, uh, let's, let's do some picks. I was going to tell a story about lunch, but it's not that entertaining. Um, so let's do, oh, my wife, I was telling my wife about the, the, the podcast mock. And she was saying that we should do a, um, like we should do a, a mock draft of different drafts, like like or like things that rhyme with the word draft, like autograph, craft, um, and so that would be our entire podcast. What do you think? How do you think that would go over with everybody, Ryan? Uh, we're on pick three. I don't know what else rhymes with with draft. Uh, Baft. Uh, craft. Craft. Did you craft. say that already, Brinson? Yeah, we're out. Unfortunately, that's the podcast. Laugh. <laughs> laugh. Ooh, laugh. That's a good one. I'll tell her. She'll that, be, that's a first round pick. She'll be thrilled that you got that. Uh, okay. Let's get right to it. I'm going to be the Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to have the first pick. Ryan will be second. Chip will be third. We'll rotate in that order. We will go more quickly through the first set, but this first one might take a little bit of time because I'm trading down for the number one pick with, oh, don't give me that face. You don't Where like are you this? Going? I'm trading down to, uh, uh, what do I have? 11? What, what would be my pick? 10? Who do I trade with? 10? 11? Sure. 11 are the Bengals. Yeah. Actually, no. But how 10 are the Broncos, 11 are the Bengals. Uh, you know that are looking to move up already? Yeah. You know, I haven't, yeah. thought, I haven't thought this through enough. I'll just take Nick Bosa. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was, no, I was gonna, I was gonna try and manufacture a conversation about Kyler Murray and whether the Cardinals would actually take him. Um, Cliff Kingsbury has shot it down again. I, I mean, do you, what, what do you think the honest percent chances that the Cardinals would trade Josh Rosen? I mean, in theory, for a first round pick, maybe one of the Raiders' first round picks, and then draft Cliff Kingsbury, or draft Cliff Kingsbury, draft uh, <laughs> draft Kyler Murray first overall. I mean, it has to be less than ten percent at this point. He's denied it three times. The owners denied it, and he he said the other day that Josh Allen is his guy. Then he said something else about Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, and he has the keys to the offense or something else he said the other day. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going to set it higher than that. It's probably less than 50, but I just – Wait a second. That's that's a huge jump from 10. I don't don't think that – I don't think Baker Mayfield was, like, number one overall at this point. Absolutely not. You're right. Absolutely not. Baker Mayfield was – this was at this point, and I was thinking about this the other day, Chip, actually, when I was writing about Kyler Murray. Um, the verbiage being said about Kyler Murray right now is the same verbiage that was yep. being said about Baker Mayfield last year. It's like, he is definitely a first round pick. I don't know if he's the type of guy you would take one overall. And then you watch him work out and you did all the, you know, the lead up interviews and everything like that. And he wasn't even the first overall pick. Uh, he was like eight to one to be the first overall pick on the day of the draft. Uh, that's how quiet the Browns I say, I say Kyler Murray is a top 10 pick. I've been saying that. For at least uh, hours. I, I think Kyler Murray absolutely could end up being the number one overall pick by the time draft night rolls around. And I do think that this son of a professional athlete is going to look really good when we start testing him for yeah. his athletic ability. Yeah. Right. He's, exactly. yeah, he's built for the combine. I mean, like yeah. he's going to crush yes. the, com- he's fast. <laughs> he's strong. He's quick twitch. He's going to kill the three cone drills and stuff like that. Um, if you were, I mean, this is going to be hard to do, sort of. Maybe, right? I don't know if it would be hard for you. I think Chip will probably be better at it because he focuses on the college aspect of it. But, Chip, if you were taking Josh Rosen coming out of college and Kyler Murray coming out of college, who would you have ranked higher? Which quarterback? You're asking Chip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, I, I, would pro- I would put Josh Rosen ahead of Kyler Murray. Huh. Right. I, I think Josh Rosen is a very, very good quarterback, and my only hesitation from him are just my own personal hang-ups. He had that, like, almost nerve uh injury like he's he's had Jim Mora was very very careful with him and I think that some of that was being a player's first coach who wants to protect an obvious NFL talent from having his potential pro like career ruined at the college game when he's not able to capitalize on his name and likeness Mm. I I do think that when you've got some of those like shoulder nerve injuries it it makes me a little bit nervous uh but if we're just talking about him purely as a prospect Rosen over Murray Mm. I love I love Kyler Murray. I was actually watching the Alabama Oklahoma game again today because I was looking at uh your guy Chip Cody Ford who I like a lot too. It is I can't believe how good Kyler Murray is for being four and a half feet tall. <laughs> he looks tiny, man. He, he really is. does. Yeah. My bigger issue is his his girth, not his height. And by the way, here's a fun stat from I think PFF tweeted this out. I don't know if you guys saw it. Of the four first round picks we're talking about coming out uh, in a few months. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and uh, uh, Drew Locke. Guess who had the fewest passes batted down last season? Was it Kyler Murray? It was Kyler Five. Murray. Five. Five. All of last year. It's crazy. So, and if you look, if you look at the numbers too, by the way, Baker Mayfield um, also had a uh, a very low number of passes. And so did Johnny Manziel, who's not tall. He wasn't a good quarterback, obviously, in the NFL, but he's still short. And I think that's uh, sort of what we're focusing on. No to be about. fair, Oklahoma's offense was so terrifying. I would have like I. You're only rushing three. The yeah. numbers, like the yeah, numbers, that's a good on point. That's a good point. Are probably uh, a little bit skewed towards the Oklahoma quarterbacks in general because of the offense too. Um, all right. So anyway, that was what I was trying to do, and it failed. But you know what? It didn't fail because the discussion came about well, anyway. Well worth the failed uh, trade attempt at number one. That's actually how the Cardinals might attempt to, to pull that trade off. Right. They take, Much yeah, they, they, uh, they take Nick Bosa. We take Nick Bosa instead. I think that is, that's the other question I have about this too with Nick Bosa. Is there any chance that Nick Bosa is not the number one overall pick? Is there somebody who could supplant him? Like barring injury? I mean, it feels very obvious, but, but a lot of times heading into the combine, 
um, we see things tra- change dramatically, you know, over the course of a, a full week. I think right. I think we talked about this last week a little bit. For me, it's Bosa, Josh Allen, and Quentin Williams are the big three. Mm-hmm. And Bosa, you know what you're getting. The only thing are the injuries. He and his brother struggle to stay healthy. But if you're a general manager, you take Nick Bosa, you should be able to sleep at night and know you're not going to get fired. Right. You take Josh Allen, okay, okay, he had one year of huge production. Quentin Williams sat behind Deron Payne last year. He went off this year too, but still, he's the first overall pick. Is that who you want to put all your eggs in that basket? I think Nick Bosa you feel pretty good about. I, he, yeah, I think right. Bosa only gets beat out by a quarterback. There's not going to be another defensive player who gets picked over Bosa. And I think the other thing too is we talked about this, but like the fact that he is Joey Bosa's brother – and you were sort of, you know, like, you don't want to be the guy. It's not like you passed on Jadavin Clowney and he's great, you know, who's just a, a big-name prospect. You literally pass on a guy who is the younger brother of an all-pro pass rusher at, in the NFL <laughs> yeah. level. Like, like yeah, who struggles to stay healthy. Right, right. And has contractual disputes. But what are we, you know, who's, who's worried about that? All right, Ryan, you're on the clock with the number two pick in the 49ers. Who you got? I don't know who we took last week, but uh, we had the conversation about edge rushers and interior guys. I'm taking Josh Allen, Kentucky. I believe that's the same same from last week. Uh, Chip, unless we can – we had a long Josh Allen discussion last week, so let's move on. Quentin Williams, uh, that's who is in my mock draft at number three. Number three, what Chip. What are you doing? Number What's, who's, who's the team? The New yeah, York, do you want to guess the, the team? What are you doing? The New York Jets. <laughs> the New York Jets. All right, what are the, here's, here's what I've got this time, and this is an interesting discussion. I went through and I have identified 26 players who, if I was a general manager, I would go to bat for as my first round pick. I like, like it. I tried to put myself like in the mindset of, I would, you, I like your, I would go to sleep at night knowing that I shouldn't be getting fired. But it's interesting because we have to have make 32 picks and only see 26 players that I really like. All right, so what's our need for the Jets? I think you can really say that the Jets need anything and everything outside of a outside of a quarterback. So I mean, the official needs on the on the list here that I consult: uh, edge rusher. They need to protect Sam who's, Darnold. Whose list tackle. is that? Your list? Uh, partially mine and partially the the great guys at the Draft Network. They do a good job of putting they update their list mm-hmm. more frequently than mine. So. Um, I mean, I can't recommend that side enough. Yeah, if draft network guys are good. Love college football and love the draft. That, that's where you should be at. So they have the uh, edge uh, edge rusher, offensive lineman, uh, interior, and tackles, wide receiver. That's the primary needs. And then, as uh, Brinson sort of alluded to, you can pretty much take anybody but a quarterback and be okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let's let's go ahead and and throw a little bit of a knuckleball into this. I'm I'm gonna jump right to Ed Oliver. Woo! I like it. I'm not a uh, we, we we also had an extensive discussion about him, but you know I'm not going to pick Ed Oliver over Nick Bosa, but I I feel comfortable picking him over Quinnen Williams. And wow, like I've got you got like to explain why, Chip. Because I I think that Ed Oliver is only Ed Oliver is getting dropped below Quinnen Williams because we just saw Quinnen Williams be an absolute stud. I think it's big time recency bias. And uh, I consider them even prospects, and I lean Oliver as a matter of preference. I love it. Nope, I, I agree with that. You're exactly right because you watch guys, and the guy you watched most recently, you're like, oh, this guy's really good. And you forget about the guy you watched two weeks ago, and you're like, uh, oh, yeah, that guy's also – Oliver did it for three years. He stepped on the field as a freshman, and he was instantly the best player on the field. You made the great point last week about he's playing in his hometown. He's – uh Played with a coach who was doo doo. He uh, wasn't playing for free. I mean, so many things that may encourage him to play harder, better, whatever. When he is at the next level, um, yeah. And look, it's the numbers aren't crazy just in terms of sacks, but you don't want a guy who plays on the interior. But you, I think at the NFL level, you can move him all around because he has the skill set, right? 
Yes, 100%. He, okay. He's put, put him anywhere. He's a football player. I like it. Uh, alright, number four. That's me, the Oakland Raiders. Does this mean I get all three of the Raiders picks? I like it when that happens. Um, it might. I can't remember. I'm going to take, I'm going to take, hmm. I'm going to go Quentin Williams. Cause I think that, uh, that's the easier, uh, I just, I, I see Mike Mayock consulting his rankings. I wish we had Mike Mayock's rankings to look at so we'd know who's going to draft. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, <laughs> But uh, I, I could just see Mayock thinking Mayock, Mayock and Gruden in this first draft, I believe, will want to with this first with this fourth overall pick will want to try and come away with a uh, ground rule double, not a home run, not a seeing eye single, a ground rule double. And I think that Quentin Williams qualifies as that because he haven't you know he plays a position that there's not going to be immediate you know freak out if he if he's not you know an impact guy out of the gates but he can be on that defense there's enough holes there where they can plug him in and I like Quentin Williams there at number 4 any thoughts on that Yeah I mean who doesn't like Quentin Williams at number 4 I mean I also think Quentin Williams has a lot of development left and you could look at that sure. as a a good thing or you know we, will it be potential that's never realized but I think he is continuing to get better as we speak at this point in his progression as a football player. All right, Ryan, you're on the clock at number five with the Buccaneers. Yeah, so they they need help interior, and uh, just Oliver and Quinnen just went off the board. They need edge help a little bit, but do less think, so. Do you think that. Jason Light slammed his pen in the draft room when uh, his buddy Mike Mayock took uh, Quinnen Williams? Yeah. Yeah. They his, just, sharp, his Sharpie marker, yes. They just got rid of Vinnie Curry as well, too. Benny Curry, who, yeah, wasn't with expectations. Uh, they need cornerback help. I, I'm not taking Greedy Williams this high. I, I love Jonah Williams. Other people don't love him that much, but I'm taking him anyway. Cause if you're going to, if you're Bruce Arians and you're going to make this about Jameis being a, a good quarterback and not making stupid mistakes. And basically Bruce Arians said that a couple weeks ago. You got to protect him. So let's start with, um, Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams. I was actually just thinking in the back of my mind how we've seen a couple of mock drafts, including uh, Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com, taking Josh Jacobs here. I'm not doing that either. I, I like that, and I think that what DJ is doing there is sort of planting his flag um, on the Josh Jacobs hype, hype wagon. Is that possible? Like he's not. Sure, like that's I, fine. I don't know if he actually thinks that Josh Jacobs will go top five overall. I mean, like, I'm not I'm not saying he's. He's talked to people that love Josh Jacobs, but I don't Top five, man, that's, that's steep. Did Sony Michelle make Josh Jacobs money? No, he was 32, 31. When was he drafted? I was just saying that his success with the Patriots this year when you're using him as – because Josh Jacobs, you're drafting him thinking that he's going to be that two-way rushing, receiving, running yeah. back. No, actually, Sony Michelle had a terrible receiving year, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. It's surprising. Hold on. I'll tell you in just a second. Um yeah, he didn't. He didn't catch. I don't think he caught like any. Oh, was it because it was James White for the passing plays, Sony Michelle for the running plays? All right, all right. Yeah, they have over, over under Sony Michelle receptions this year twenty three and a half. It must be under. He had seven. Seven. Oh, twenty three. That was a, Jesus. You weren't even close. I was. I was playing a joke on you to do the twenty three to make you like think that it might be. 20. Didn't work. That no, didn't. Sure didn't. Um, <laughs> he only, only, you know, started eight games, only played 13 games, seven, 11 targets too. Basically they just, but, I mean, to Chip's point, the idea was to throw him the football. 
Right, but they have James White, and they have lots of receiving backs. So, um, different- hey, and he showed at Georgia he is V-capable of being able to be that option out of the backfield. V-capable. I like it. Uh, okay, moving along to the New York football giants at number six. Chip, you are on the clock. You are Dave Gettleman. How do you like those giant pants you're wearing? I, this is, <laughs> this, if this breaks this way, then some, some really, uh, there's going to be some New York Giants fans that are going to have to get over themselves, but Dwayne Haskins is going to help them do that as the, uh, as, as the next, as the next New York Giants, New York football Giants quarterback. The heir apparent. Uh, this is, I mean, this is the move, right? If Haskins is on the board and the Giants are here and all of these excellent top tier, like overall prospects are gone, you got to go Haskins. I think it'd be very interesting to see how much Dave, Dave Gettleman, like we're going to find out a lot about Dave Gettleman's situation, um, in terms of his job security. Remember, Dave Gettleman's been sick. Uh, I, I've heard that he's doing really well now, which is all great news. And like apparently he's getting very healthy. Um, but he was at the senior bowl. He looked, he looked good. Oh yeah. There you go. You saw him at the senior bowl. He, he was in our hotel and Pete, he and Pete were chatting it up. Had he lost, uh, did he lose weight? I didn't know. Was he chubby? He looked like a normal middle aged fella. He was big. Okay. No, he didn't look that big. Okay. I mean, I'm sure he probably lost weight battling cancer. Um, but the, uh, at any rate, the, the thing with Dave Gettleman, he's always stuck to his board and taking his best player available, or he's always, um, focused on like defensive linemen or offensive linemen. And I think this is a great draft for Dave Gettleman to take his style of player. But, Christian Wilkins, Dexter Lawrence, Rashawn Gary, Cleveland exactly. Farrell. Like there are players left who are very much Gettleman profile. Oh, like like Gettleman, like like your buddies reading the Hustler magazine. Dave Gettleman's reading like a magazine with like defensive linemen in it, like just pictures of dudes hog mollies on the on the on, on the uh, on the line doing work. <laughs> I love Ryan's skeptical face. I'm like, where are you getting hustlers these days? I don't uh, even know where I go about. I had, yeah. I had a friend who was reading a hustler the other day. It's very weird. I don't, Jeez. I don't, yeah, I'm not was that friend uh, named Bill Rinson? <laughs> <laughs> um, Gil Minson. <laughs> he and another friend were driving down to the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, and one guy was like, you read the whole way reading a hustler. Like, what are you doing, man? Um, Classy. <laughs> anyway, um, I won't name that friend, but the, uh, I know, I think if, if Dave Gettleman goes with a quarterback here, there's a very good chance, whether it's Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins, I don't think any of the other guys would go at six. But I think Wait a they... second. First of all, do you think Kyler Murray <laughs> might have a chance with Gettleman? No, but I, I could see that – I could. what I'm saying is that I think that this will be a litmus test on the influence of ownership on this pick and on Dave Gettleman's – like how warm his, uh, his big pants seat is. So. Uh, Chip won't like this, but I've heard – that uh, the Giants and other very conservative teams love Daniel Jones. Mm. So imagine him being the first quarterback taken. They would have hey, to, if yeah. you if you think that you've got if if you think you're a better quarterback coach than David Cutcliffe, good luck. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, <laughs> although would, you would think that the Giants would have inside info on Daniel Jones because of the Eli. Although, like, can they use that Eli Manning connection to, or is he like, like no, I'm not talking to Daniel oh, Jones? Whoa, 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 whoa! I got it. Yes. Eli wants Daniel Jones because that keeps Eli as QB one. Oh yeah, for forever. It's the old, it's the old Peyton move. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you got the trash backup. No one's coming for your job. <laughs> it's smart. It's the Manning. It's the Manning special. Um, but the uh, yeah, I, I here's the other problem too. The Giants. Dave Gettleman has. I, I'm, I'm I say this unequivocally because it's just never happened. He's never traded 
out of his first round pick slot as a GM. He just sits there. He did, he doesn't like to move. He likes to stick to his board and take the, take the guy who falls to him. Um, so that will make this extremely interesting given the quarterback conundrum there. But I think you're right. I mean, I think if Dwayne Haskins is on the board at six, you have to take him. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, would be very disappointed. In fact, I'm sad because I would have taken him, um, to find out, uh, that, that he is, uh, that he is now off the board. Instead of that, I will take, I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? This is me. Um, the Jaguars are likely going to cut, I believe, uh, one and maybe more than one defensive lineman. Malik Jackson believes that he's gone. Calais Campbell's going to have to rework something. Marcel Darius, not a sure thing to stick around. Um, you know, they have made their bones, uh, with that defense. And even though they don't have a quarterback right now, I think they're going to make their move in free agency or via trade and get Nick Foles. So I'm going to give them, uh, Rashawn Gary here at number seven. Your thoughts on that? Love it. I mean, Marcel Darius has, he played on the 09 Alabama championship team. Yeah, he's been around. He's for been a in the league for a minute. Yeah. yeah. Just, was- just, just go re-up Marcel Darius with Rashawn Gary. Yeah. And that's like an um, arguably upgraded version, at least as a prospect. And save yourself some money. I mean, like, yeah. Mar- Marcel Darius, by the way, uh, was in that cam, he was in Cam's draft with Vaughn and, Cam and Vaughn. I mean, he's been around forever. Um, so. What do you think about your next pick, Ryan? At number eight, you are the uh, Detroit Matt Lions. I, I love that you're always the Detroit Lions. That makes me that makes me smile. They need help on defense. I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. Someone mentioned, asked me, maybe on HQ, if they're going to draft a quarterback with Matthew Stafford there. I said, well, I don't think so. I think he's the problem isn't him so much as everything else going on. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland Pearl. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I love him. By the way, there is no dead money left on um, on uh, on Marcel Darius's deal, so they could easily cut him if they if they were so inclined. And I think that I think I just wrote the Detroit's. I think the Lions uh, taking Cleveland Farrell makes a lot of sense. I think you'll see Matt Patricia and his uh, and his neat appearance go back to the defensive line in this spot. All right, Chip, you are on the clock at number nine, and that means you are picking for the Buffalo Bills. And what do we want? Uh, we, what do we want? I, what do we want? More players. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do we want them? Now, <laughs> now please. Uh, the, uh, the Bills need help. You Wide take, receiver, offensive tackle, you can interior. Take, you, dude, you can take anything for the Bills. I mean, like, literally anything other than quarterback would be fine. I would say that they desperately need help at wide receiver, um, but will probably invest again in the defense. I mean, the Bills, the Bills are the, probably the worst roster in football right now. Kyle Williams retired, so defensive line help, but edge help anywhere on the offensive line. Didn't star uh, Lotulele? That's your uh, guy. I mean, who knows? He's garbage. I think he's. A, I think he's gonna be a free agent, or no? He's uh, he's cuttable. Nah, they can't, they can't cut him yet. Maybe next year. Man, they gave so, a lot of money. Um, I'm gonna go interior defensive line, and we're gonna be in Buffalo, so I'm gonna get someone who is from Massachusetts and went to high school at a private school in Connecticut. Christian Wilkins. All right. Over a Krispy Kreme donut. So they got to get those sent up there uh, from Winston or driven in from New York City so that he can have them after win. Is there a Krispy Kreme in New York City? Yes. There is? We, we oh. may have one up here somewhere. I feel like I've seen one recently. But um, Dunkin' Donuts has a stranglehold up here, so it's not as popular as you might imagine it would be. Did you know, Chip, that if Ryan is ever fired from his position as an NFL writer, he's going to uh, be a professional coffee shop reviewer? Uh, there's a Krispy Kreme in Penn Station. Wow. There you go. Really? All right. 
In my uh, but yeah, no, Christian Wilkins is awesome. And if we're going for interior defensive line, he's just he's played at a very very high level for a very very long time. If you're nervous about drafting a 23 year old, like okay, I I understand that that might be your prerogative. But he just seems so steady and so certain, high floor prospect. Um. All right, I'm on the clock at number 10 with the Denver Broncos. Fascinate. This might be the most interesting pick of the draft because yeah. the Broncos, as we pointed out on this podcast multiple times last week, traded for Joe Flacco. Now, will, what will they do? Will they take a quarterback? Will they still want to go Drew Locke here? Uh, will they try and go in a different direction? Because, I mean, I think that you could – like, I can't imagine a world in, in which John Elway drafts Kyler Murray. He's obsessed with really tall quarterbacks, really tall, terrible quarterbacks. Um, and uh, I think more importantly – they will want to try and protect Joe Flacco because if he doesn't have any protection, then I think that you could see him get in a lot of trouble. Jonah Williams, of course, already off the board. Is it fair to say that Cody Ford is the second best offensive lineman in this class, or is it uh, is it Jawan Taylor might be better? It's one of those two, and then, but and then I think to me there's a it's like them and then Bradbury, and then after that it kind of drops off for my mm. interest at least. All right, I'm going to take Jawan Taylor then out of Florida, the offensive lineman. Uh, and give, do the Broncos are in a situation where Jared Veltier is a, a free agent. I would expect that he will probably retire. Matt Paredes is a free agent as well. So they could theoretically go with Bradbury in, in, in the interior there. Uh, but the point being that Garrett Bowles and Ronald Leary, the only real heavy investments they've had in that offensive line, they, ha- if you don't protect Joe Flacco, Good night, Irene. This is a toast situation. And there's a lot of movement that's going to come on with Denver, too. Um, you know, there was, there was buzz that Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, could be cut. I, I certainly don't think – I talked to him at the Super Bowl. I don't think he saw that coming. Um, but the uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I would expect, you see uh, you see sit packing as well. And this this could be a very – a vastly different-looking team. Uh, it already is with Joe Flacco. Who's next? Ryan. I'm next. One thing quickly, though. We make fun of Jerry Jones for having to be locked in the closet back in 2014 so he wouldn't draft Johnny Manziel. I don't know <laughs> if there's a situation where John Elway's going to let someone tell him he can't draft Drew Locke there. Mm. Is Drew Locke more – how tall is Drew Locke? He's 6'4". Uh, that's not tall enough for Elway. John Elway needs a 6'6 man. They can, dra- they can draft Drew Locke, trade it for Kyler Murray, and have one set on the other shoulders. Did we talk about this? Yeah, there's like 25 guys who have thrown a pass since 2015 um, who, are all, who are taller than 6'7". Or taller than six six, and like John always started like four of them. It's, crazy. it's insane. Like, get it type, John. Uh, you're the Bengals, Ryan. You are on the right. clock with number. Man, I'm taking. I'm taking Kyler Murray, and I ain't looking back. I, Zach, so Zach I did, Taylor is uh, a new new guy on the job. They ain't gonna have a defensive coordinator, so they're not gonna have a defense. This is so you got to be able to score some points. You should have traded. You should have traded Andy Dalton to the the Broncos when you had the chance. You could have got a first round pick for him. Wait, what? And, I'm joking because they're, they're not gonna <laughs> I was like, is that a deal? Oh, you no. mean like you should be like, hey, listen, John, you want a quarterback? Here's Andy Dalton. Give me that. I'd rather have Andy Dalton than Joe Flacco at this point. A hundred percent. Yeah. So anyway, they're taking Kyler Murray. Going to restart that offense, and um, there's a new sheriff in the AFC North. Watch out, Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. Steelers are due. Do we know that? I did that in my mock draft, my latest one. It did uh, Bafo numbers, which is always exciting. Um, but I will point out that. If they're, if Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Ben Roethlisberger are the AFC North quarterbacks, that is fun times until Ben retires and then you have to ride with Mason Rudolph for the rest of your life, Ryan, as a Steelers fan. <laughs> not, not great, Bob. <laughs> not great, Bob. All right, Chip, you're on the clock with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Packers fans are, will tell you, you're a clown 
for giving us a tight end in your mock draft. You should quit your job, loser, and go back to being something else. Uh, so don't give him a tight end. I think defense is probably where you want to go here. Muhammad Wilkerson and Clay Matthews, both free agents. Um, so pass rush. They need tight ends and wide receivers. Yeah, they, yeah, of course, of course, either way. Of course they do. I'm, I, I, yeah, Randall Cobb's a free agent. Mercedes Lewis is a free agent. Jimmy Graham is older. Um, I, I mean, I think that most Packers fans would tell you edge rush would be the, uh, would be the biggest thing they would like to add. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of different directions you can go with the Packers here. Mm. Well, um, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a wild card because it's a prospect that when I put together my new board this week, I realized that I don't think he got drafted and I don't think I had him on my radar. So I'm, I realize I'm going a little bit higher here, but I just want to make sure he gets brought into the mix if we're talking about wide receivers. But from Arizona State, Nikhil Harry is sick. Mm. He is such a good, uh, possession receiver. He has an incredible body. He's got to go up and get it is what I like to call. He's got like his go up and get it ranking is a hundred. And, uh, I think that that is going to make for, uh, terrifying red zone scenarios when you're worried about what Aaron Rodgers can do running with it or uh, extending the play, and Nikhil Harry will just, in those scramble mode drills, I, I think that he's a stellar player. So I, Look, Mark, Marquise, Marquise Brown, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Nikhil Harry, these are four wide receivers that if any one of them, or all of them, I don't think all of them will go, but if any one of those four went in the first round, I I would say, you know what, that that's somebody who can make your entire team better 100%. This is a Kelvin Harmon podcast, Chip, so I would prefer if you would include him in that list as well. Uh, no, is he yeah. down? Do you have him down a, down a group? Did you say Kelvin yeah. Harmon? Did I, I? No, no, no. Harmon's, Harmon's fair in the same way that like Nikhil Harry, I think I, like Nikhil Harry wasn't on my board last week. And then as I was reviewing it, I was like, you know what? Like maybe so. So there's, there, there's definitely fluidity here. And like we said, with, uh, with the, the, the team needs and with the overall prospects, like, Chances are we might only catch, what, one or two wide receivers in the first round? Yeah, and I'll say this, though. I just don't know who it's going to be. Right. It, that's the thing. Is like they're also even. I'll say this about the Packers. I think you bring up an interesting point here because when you start to look at the Packers, if they don't bring back Randall Cobb, which they, they could very easily not do, they have Devontae Adams, who's a, a stud and a, and a potential superstar. But, like, then their number two wide receiver is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who had a good little stretch last year and, and, and impressed. But – I mean, suddenly you don't have very many weapons. I mean, this was a Marcus lone... Van- Valdez Scantling is a dude. You watched him play a lot. He's just a yeah, dude. Yeah. No, and I don't mean necessarily in a in a uh, Steve Adazio be a dude kind of way, <laughs> but more like he's he's a guy. He's a he's a he's a fly, he's an he's NFL a, player. He's a fifth round pick. I mean, like he and, yeah. he and, and he's better than Randall Cobb is the is the, the the worst part if you're the Packers. Yeah, I mean, so all I'm saying is that is if pe- the Packers fans are going to get mad if you don't give them a defensive player. Like, don't sleep on how your offense might not have a ton of weapons, Packers fans. Because, like, that's why we were talking about trading for Odell Beckham. Would you trade uh, this pick? What is it? Uh, what is it? Twelfth overall for Odell Beckham? A hundred percent. Ryan, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting in Odell. You don't know in, what you're getting in, in a heartbeat. Would you, I would too. Would you? Would you trade this? Would you trade both of the Packers' first round picks for Odell Beckham? No. Mm, I, I don't know the value of. I, I'm, I'm not as in tune. Odell, like, Odell is 26 years old and has j- just signed a contract before last year. Well, uh, think about it this way. Is it pa- roughly $19 million cap hit for the next four years? Chip just took and kill Harry here. Yeah. What, so you take and kill Harry and you, let's say you take, uh, DK Metcalf and you get and kill Harry at the, the bottom of the first round with those two first round picks. You're trading those two guys for Odell Beckham? I am not. I had a heartbeat. I will deal both of those guys for Odell Beckham in his prime. And I got Aaron Rodgers, Odell Beckham, and Devontae Adams. Have fun with that. Um, would you trade the 12th overall pick for Antonio Brown? 
I would as a Steelers fan. <laughs> <laughs> not not as anyone else, not as a rational human being. Right. Chip, I assume you would also pass on that. Antonio Brown, 31 years old. Not Blonde mustache. Red flag. Ask, ask Ryan to text you his secret Antonio pictures after this podcast. I don't, I don't think that I, I need those photos on my phone. Or my <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds way more scandalous than it is. <laughs> that was the goal. Secret Antonio pictures. Secret Come Antonio on. pictures. Uh, all right, I'm on the clock with the Miami Dolphins, and uh, frankly, we are stunned. Stunned, I say. That Kyler's not there. <laughs> yeah, we're a little annoyed that Kyler Murray's not there. We're kind of thinking he would land there. Thank you, Cincinnati, for uh, – for hosing us, but you know what? Uh, we you know we'll make do. There's uh, there's plenty of uh, plenty of talent out there, especially on the defensive side of things. And I will take. Hmm, do I want to go with my guy Dexter Lawrence? Is this too high for Dexter Lawrence? I don't no, know. no, it's not right. No, Chip is a huge Clemson supporter. I, I mean, yes. why wouldn't you be? I'm taking Dexter Lawrence at number thirteen overall. I think. Mark my words. I will. I will. I will I'll plant my flag here. Dexter Lawrence finishes when the draft comes and goes. He is a top ten draft pick. That is my bold prediction for this. That's a bold uh, prediction. Yeah, it is. Is it? I don't think it's that bold. I think he'd be top five. I don't. I don't. I, he's twenty one. He's like. He's like. Or is he, is he even twenty one? He might be like eight. Is he a three down player, Chip? Is he a what? Three down player? Yes. Yes. Is he a four down player? <laughs> sure. He's twenty one years old. Take him off the field for special teams. He doesn't need to run that much. I'll put him in there in fourth down and let him dive in the end zone. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is they've got the fridge package that they ran where it was fullback Dexter Lawrence and tailback Christian Wilkins. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, And Christian Wilkins and Cleveland Farrell both off the board. You would have – is that how you rank them, Chip, in terms of Uh, Clemson guys? Cleveland is such a long, thinner edge, and Dex – is such a massive human being for the interior that it really depends on what you're trying to fill for your team. I will say this about Clemson, and I know that you went to go see Duke State last night. Yeah. You know how when you look at Duke, you're like, oh, my gosh, those are pros. They are so long. That NCAA whole damn looks team. looks like a college basketball team, and Duke looks like an NBA team. They, and they, stuck, they stuck Cam Reddish on – Braxton Beverly, the whole game. It's like, and like, I think Braxton would like keep getting matched. Braxton's like me, like he's like he's a he's shorter me with like arm tats, and he's like down there in the post, like getting matched up with Zion Williamson, and it looked like, like it looked like a a, a infant who was shrunk with a, 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 a an X ray, shrunk down, and like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids going up against like the big green, like the Jolly Green Giant. It was a joke. I mean, it was so a, that that's what happens. Uh, let's see, Clemson played fifteen games this year. I would say in 12, 11 or 12 of them, there was a noticeable difference where you just were looking out on the field during warm-ups. You're like, oh, my gosh. They're so much bigger than the other team. Yeah. Like, this is physics. This isn't even football. It doesn't come down to X's and O's. They're going to win. And those guys that we've all mentioned their names, Cleveland Farrell, Christian Wilkins, and Dexter Lawrence, like, they were they were leading the charge on that. All right, I'm putting my stamp on it. Top 10 pick, Dexter Lawrence. Uh, 14, right. you're the Falcons, Ryan. Yep, and to keep this Clemson train going and to one-up all you fools on NFL players looking like NFL players, Hunter Renfro. (laughs) (laughs) I had to get my Hunter Renfro reference in. He's the Patriots. Patriots have already picked him. Old people with that male pattern baldness at 25 years old. Um, For real, though, so uh, the Falcons need help on defensive and offensive line. I'm taking Dark Horse Cannon, actually one of my favorite offensive linemen who actually can play Tackle, guard, or even center they're talking about. We'll see. 
Dalton Reisner out of Kansas State. Wow. Good player. All right. I have a little bit more explanation than that because that's a, he's sort of a new name. I think people might not know. Oh, okay. yeah, like uh, college. You know, Chip knows about him, and people have been sort of following the draft. No, have known about him for a while. He uh, they played Mississippi State early in the year, and he stonewalled Montez Sweat the entire game. It was um, it was sort of a mismatch. Saw a similar thing in the Senior Bowl when when they were facing off against each other the few times they were on the field together. And he's a guy that people love. They 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 say, oh, we have to kick him inside. I'm assuming because of arm length, he knows. But he can play right tackle from day one. He can play guard. I mean, if you can, you know, if they're going to kick him inside, he can do that pretty early on. And they're talking about center, so I'm assuming he can do that as well. He can. He's versatile, and the Falcons' offensive line is doo doo. So you know, <laughs> put him out there, let him help Matt Ryan, and and go on from there. All right. Um, it's not his fault that K State stunk. Right. This year. Right. Um, they did stink this year. They're better at basketball than they are at football this year. Nice. Uh, okay, moving along. 15, Chip, you are the Washington Redskins. I have some bad news. You need a quarterback in the worst possible way, and you need him to start in week one, and he won't have any weapons. Need an owner and a GM, too. I mean, it's almost like set in stone. I feel like it's the biggest lock, and I've been saying this for six weeks. I feel like just give the Redskins Daniel Jones and tell him to take the day off. That's so perfect. <laughs> it is. It's so But perfect. we've got a lot of mocks left in the tank, yeah. so we're not going to make it perfect. All right. We're going to go with the social media star, DK Metcalf. Ooh, okay. And you know what my favorite part about this? Two, two down from DK Metcalf in that picture is a not as ripped, but equally impressive ripped uh, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Who's the guy in the middle that's like in the wrong place at the wrong time? No, I don't know. Who, I don't know who it is. I'm sure someone at the from the Ole Miss crowd you had it down. The guy, but. the guy with the bandana who only has like a two pack. He stands next to anyone else on planet Earth, and he looks jacked. He stands <laughs> right. like these two guys. He looks like a, a fat body. Are you worried DK Metcalf is too jacked? No, <laughs> not at all. He looks like David Boston. Remember yes, that? David yes, yes. It's like David, but he doesn't play like that. I'm I mean, not. I'm not suggesting that DK Metcalf is like on any sort of performance enhancers whatsoever, but. David Boston, it was like when David Boston got popped for PDs, everybody was like, wow, what a surprise. It's hard to believe the guy who had a muscle coming out of his eyeball is, uh, is on steroids. So yeah, I, lo- need, I love DK Metcalf. If they need skill position, uh, let's, let's go DK Metcalf. The, the Redskins offense is going to be a, a train wreck. They're losing Jameson Crowder, um, which means their top two wide receivers right now are Josh Doxson and Paul Richardson. Uh, Darius Geis is hopefully back. Um, they have Jordan Reed as well. The Redskins could be a three-win team. They could be absolutely terrible this year. Losing a hot, hot Clinton Dix and Preston Smith on defense, too. Um, all right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll speed through the second half of this mock draft. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, I'm on the clock. I'm the Carolina Panthers, number sixteen. This is a you know what? this is a uh, plug and play hometown situation. Give me Garrett Bradbury, NC State center. For the Carolina Panthers, who are losing Ryan Khalil and need to unite Cam Newton with somebody who can plop into that center position, I think it's an easy pick and an easy fit. And the only I think it, I think it happens unless somebody snares Bradbury before sixteen. I don't think that happens, but I like the pick. All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of my twenty-six for yeah. sure. Okay. He's a first-round talent, three-star tight end out of high school. Really cool story, uh, old old Garrett Bradbury there. All right, Ryan, you were on the clock. With uh, the Browns, number 17. That gets me every time. Why are the Browns picking that low? Do they trade down? What's happening here? I know, right? It's crazy. Uh, in my mock draft that comes out Monday, I have them taking DK Metcalf. But I won't do that here, obviously, because Chip beat me to the punch. So I'm going to give them linebacker Devin White out of LSU. Okay. All right. He actually lasted a lot longer than I thought he would. Chip. Um, and look, the Browns are in good shape, but they can go in a lot of different directions. John Dorsey, best player available. Uh, Chip, you were the Minnesota Vikings at number 18. Um, they will tell you that they badly need an offensive lineman, and they are not wrong. Cody Ford. Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. That's an easy pick. I think there are two teams on the board, and the Vikings are one of them, where you're going to see everybody on all these mock drafts pencil in offensive linemen. The Texans, mm-hmm. are, Texans are probably the other ones. Uh, but we'll get to them in a minute. Ryan, you are the Tennessee Titans at number 19. No, I just went before Chip. I, the Tennessee Titans, at number 19. As you can tell, I went out Saturday night. Um, Telling on yourself. uh, (laughs) He's still drunk. That's not true. Um, I had a beer at lunch. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, the podcast, live. the podcast, please, the podcast listeners expect me to, uh, by, by the way, I'm about to go try after we get done with this podcast. I'm not the one sitting there slugging blue moon. Thank you, Ryan. Um, I've seen you open three blue moons in this 30 minute podcast. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I dropped two of them. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to try a taste like space stout that the folks from belching beaver sent, sent my way courtesy of, uh, the mighty Marty Caswell and Darren Smith at mighty 1090. Thanks as always to them for hooking up the West coast beers. Uh, I will take Byron Murphy cornerback, uh, for the Tennessee Titans. I get that it's not a quote unquote need position, but that Malcolm Butler experiment looks pretty bad right now. Uh, you got a Dory Jackson there as well, but you're going to need somebody else on the other side eventually to replace Butler. Who's just not very good. So I think that they go Murphy here, Ryan, you are your beloved Steelers. Greedy Williams not the first cornerback taken. Greedy Williams is not the second cornerback taken. I'm taking DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. Wow. Love reached. I think we've reached best available with those cornerbacks where it's like, ah, these guys are too good to let them fall too much farther. Yeah. Uh, You're the Seahawks, Chip. Are you going to let uh, Greedy Williams keep falling or are you going to? No. No, absolutely not. Run on cornerbacks. Greedy Williams. That's perfectly fine. Uh, The Seahawks, you know, they do have – uh, of course, Shaquille Griffin and, uh, and Trey Flowers. And, and, um, yeah, they're, they have pretty good at cornerback, but I don't think that they would pass, hesitate to grab another, uh, stud if they were sitting there. Probably going to franchise tag Frank Clark. We'll find out about this this, that this week. Uh, Earl Thomas, they're going to have to replace at the safety position as well. That puts me on the clock at number 22 with the Baltimore Ravens. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to give them my man. I'm making my second NC State pick of the draft. Calvin Harmon at number twenty at number twenty-two to the Baltimore Ravens. It's a big uh catch radius guy that Lamar Jackson, I think he would significantly help Lamar Jackson's accuracy. I like the fit for them in that offense. Uh Ryan, you are the Houston Texans who we mentioned probably need some offensive line help. 
Yep, and this is a guy I've had them taking on and off for the last six months now. Uh, Chris Listrom, the the offensive guard out of Boston College. He can play center two in a pinch. So interior guy helps uh, Deshaun Watson, who was sacked 62 times, I believe, last year. Their offensive line was not great. So um, What do you like about this? Are you worried that like the, the Boston College offensive linemen secretly aren't great? I'm not worried about that. Chip may be worried about that more than me, but I, I – he looked. I watched him play a few times. He looked good. He had a good senior bowl, and I, I've seen the the Texans' offensive line, so I know he's better than that. So worst case, he's the the best one on a terrible unit. We touched this touched on this last uh, week. Do not doubt the BC Pro Factory. <laughs> right, Player enough. development there is outstanding. Steve Adazio will come and haunt your dreams if you try and do that. Uh, you are the Oakland Raiders, uh, Chip. Um, via Chicago at number 24, Oakland. Again, you can go in any direction you want. Um, even you even go quarterback here, even though they have Derek Carr. They need a running back. Uh, they probably, maybe not offensive line. I would say that's the one spot, but anything on defense is open here. Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. And by the way, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Jeffrey Simmons. Poor one out for our guy. Mm, you know, he's nice uh, first round. I still think he might be a first round pick. Really? Well, Brenton's not going to hear this because uh, you may have heard, Chip, I tore my ACL in December 2017. <laughs> it's a uh, eight-month, eight-month, nine-month recovery for old people. For 22-year-olds, you can do it in seven, eight months. He'll be ready to go in November, worst case. I mean – Well, the other thing is the reason you go – you like I can see the Patriots grabbing him late in the first round, and then you squat on him and you get him with a fifth-year option or something like that. Um, or he'll be you – know, might go high second. But, yeah, that is unfortunately the Pick 6 podcast curse. So we apologize for that, Jeffrey Simmons. We may have – Caused your, uh, caused your ACL to tear. No, we no. Of course. <laughs> uh, Montez Sweat. Like, uh, we need difference makers. You traded away Khalil Mack. Montez Sweat's a difference making edge rusher. Um, okay. I am going to go for the Philadelphia Eagles at number 25. I think you can make a case that the Philly needs a lot of things, surprisingly. Um, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs, running back out of Alabama. What do you think about that for the Eagles? Um, you can run a little, uh, you can do the little, um, uh, Wildcat with him some, maybe. Did a little option with uh, Carson Wentz. With Jay Ajayi leaving, Darren Sproles maybe coming back for a year. They have Josh Adams, but, you know, he was a sort of, I mean, just a guy as well. Uh, I don't know that they want to invest a first-round pick in a running back, but I think that the talent fits here, and they go with the running back there. I don't hate it. He's Are such not? an eagle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um, okay, Ryan, you're on the clock. Indianapolis Colts, number 26. Uh, they need to help at safety. I think I may have done this last week, even, but I'm going to do it again. I can't remember. They need yes. help at safety. Their yes. defense was good, but not great. Has a chance to be much better. Uh, Nasir Adderley, my guy out of Delaware, FCS guy. I, you know, if somebody told me that you went to Delaware for college, I'd believe him. Um, you just have a Delaware profile about you. Uh, Chip, you're, that's sort of <laughs> the most boring, bland state <laughs> in the union. Thank you. Delaware. Remember Wayne's World? Delaware. We're going to Delaware. Chip, you are the Raiders again via Dallas. Uh, you can go defense again if you want. You already know the profile here. Um. Or you can go uh, skill position guy. This is the pick they they got in exchange for Amari Cooper. So Oh, A.J. Brown. All right, there you go, A.J. Brown. This is All right, so the, the Raiders' hall then would be A.J. Brown, Montez Sweat, and Quinnen Williams. Not bad. I mean, if you're no that. yeah, that is upgrading your team in a major way. The, here's the thing about the Raiders. They've been, they've been a punching bag all year long for all those trades they made. 
they're going to come out of this draft because of the way that it's stacked in terms of, uh, like, to me, there is very little, like, clear cut top end talent. And there is a bunch of, like, like, it's deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's deep in a weird way. Like, it's, as soon as you get, like, it's almost like every, one through 60 is basically, the same sort of caliber guy right now. I think the Raiders are going to be they're, like, they're going to be, Oh, Raiders are day one winners because they got three players. Like it's just, you're going to be able to talk yourself into that Raiders being a winner of the NFL draft. Just yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because of that. Um, okay. That means I'm on the clock with the Los Angeles, my Los Angeles chargers. I will give them, uh, I will give them Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. They need some help at the linebacker position. That was why they had to play seven DBs most of the time in the playoffs. So I will give them Devin Bush. These linebackers, um, uh, White and, and Bush, how high could they, how, what's the ceiling for here, Ryan? How high could, I mean, could those guys be top 10 picks or are they, is it? People they... love Devin White. Uh, there's some questions about, uh, Devin Bush, uh, in terms of being the complete package, if you will, that Devin White is. And then it's funny you mentioned that because for a long time I loved Mac Wilson. And, and as Chip told us last week, he wasn't even the best linebacker on that team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you talked about someone being furious. Oh, Jason likes slamming his pin down. Andy Reid slamming down his uh, Kahlua punch drink because he wanted Devin Bush. And he's going to take Mac Wilson at, at number 29. Um, well, he can't do that now. And unfortunately, you're going to have to pick somebody else as Andy Reid slash. Uh... Yeah, he took Mac Wilson. Keep up. Oh, yeah. Right. Mac Wilson. <laughs> Um, I was, I was right. My wife was texting me about coyotes. We have coyotes. Chip, have you heard about the coyote problem in Raleigh? Um, I mean, it happened. Like, we catch a fox around our neighborhood every now and then. I saw a fox running across the street on Friday, but I'm saying, like, there's coyotes prowling around the, the greenway right now. Um, and like, I, last, on, um, Friday night. Is next door popping off? You always know when it's going down on next door. Yeah, next door is always popping. I hate next door. (laughs) Um, I was like, my dog was like losing his mind. You could hear, like, I could hear something rustling around in the greenway. I was out there with a golf club ready to attack a coyote in case he came through. Um, (laughs) What's that? Let's see Brinson out there in his tidy whities in the golf club swinging in the dark. Give me old coyote! You want a piece of this? Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move along. To me with the Packers. Yeah. Thank you, Chip, for putting this. Chip's got somewhere to be. Let's go. Do you, uh, (laughs) hold on, Parker. I got a pick for the Colts. Is Deontay Thompson off the board or on the board? No, he's available. On the board. Yeah. Deontay Thompson. All right. They need safety help. They do need safety help. Nice job. Chip, you got both the Packers picks and all three of the Raiders picks. Um, I think, right? Uh, Rams. I did I take Q? I thought that, uh, no, I, t- I took Q. Went, I took Q. Yeah, you took right. Q. All right. All right. Yeah. Two picks left. Uh, the Rams at number 31. Uh, did we, how many quarterbacks have we had taken? Just two? Kyler? Yep. That's right. Hmm. Why are you asking? Uh, I think somebody might trade up. Are you going to take one? All right. You're not going to take him. Ugh. I want to take somebody else, but I'll uh, whatever. I'll, we'll get him to next week. I'm going to take Zach Allen, uh, edge rusher out of Boston College. We talked about him at length last week. Dangerous player for the Boston College Eagles, and uh, the Rams need edge rush help. I think it's a natural fit there. Ryan, close us off here with the uh, New England Patriots at number 32. Drew Locke falls into the second round because the Patriots are taking uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Ooh. Jones. Ooh. That's right, baby. Did you He's actually? A, he, Peyton Manning's joining the, the Patriots. That's how it happens, right? just like this. Do you actually like Daniel Jones? I do like Daniel Jones a lot more than Chip, obviously. I, I Look, he played on a terrible team. I thought his Clemson game, if you compare his Clemson game to Ryan Finley's Clemson game, 
Daniel Jones looks like a pro, a pro bowler because mm. he did a lot with a little, and Ryan Jones did uh, a little with more than that. So I like Daniel Jones. He has some things to work on. Obviously, he's not consistent as he needs to be. And um, but I mean, in the scheme of things, he's the third or fourth or fifth best quarterback in this class. So take that one. Yeah, I would take him ahead of Drew Locke. People love the way that Drew Locke spins that pill, but I think that sometimes <laughs> you can get gaga eyes watching those dudes just throw 150 passes in an afternoon. Right. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been a much better, like Daniel Jones is a better dual threat option than Drew Locke. Like you know my favorite from last college season, Chip? What? what? My favorite stat from last college season? What? Daniel Jones against UNC. You know how many rushing yards he had? Like 185 or something? 186. You know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I love that stat. You look at that guy, you go, that guy cannot even walk 10 steps without falling down. He, he also was, did it in the bowl game. There were like two or three games this year where Daniel Jones had 450 total yards of offense. Yeah. So, I mean, there are reasons to like him. and I mean, there are obviously reasons for concern, but... He makes he looks like a Patriots guy to me. He just sits there for a couple of years and they they swap him for a second round pick in three years. All right, there you go. That is the draft pick, uh, Ryan. Give us a quick uh, thirty second recap of the AAF action from this weekend. Uh, there were some good plays. There were some bad plays. Some so we're big that- on Trent Richardson. That's like the the big story coming out of the weekend, right? Is that people are like, you know what, Trent Richardson deserves another chance. Uh yes. Oh, God. Did is you someone see- saying that? No. Uh, by the way, if you, so <laughs> right now, if you go to AAF.com, they've got a live stream. Like the, 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 uh, my Orlando Apollos are currently playing against the, um, San Antonio Commanders. I told everybody to take the over in this game. It looks like, oh, we got a fake pass, an end around, and a wide receiver throw. This is incredible. And it is incomplete. There you go. So that, that was, is, that is incredible. That was incredible. Um, I do think that, uh, I do think, that the buzz on the AAF was maybe down just a little bit in the in the second week, um, but I think that could be because you have a you know a situation where yeah, a it's not as new of course, um, and and then b like you know you you had two this this is the best matchup on this on the Sunday night game where it's the Apollos versus the Commanders, um, and then the scoring on Saturday, Birmingham Iron twelve, Salt Lake City Stallions nine. Eh. Not great. And the Arizona Hot Shots 20, Memphis Express 18. That was a pretty good game. Um, but, uh, you know, by and large, the scoring was way down. As Tom Finelli pointed out, probably going to see these unders get even lower heading into, uh, the next week. But we will, we'll have Ben Kirchhoff this week to, to do a full breakdown of all things AAF. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, rate and review. Follow Chip Patterson at Chip underscore Patterson on Twitter. Check him out on the, uh, Cover 3 college podcast as well as the first cut with Kyle Porter. Um, what did you think about – did you see what Jordan Spieth shot today, Chip? Yep. By good? the way, quickly, I know, I know Chip has somewhere to be, but I read that story about Matt Kuchar. I generally don't overreact to news stories, especially sports-related stories. That dude comes off looking like a huge turd. <laughs> Is there anything I'm missing? No. no, y'all are the ones for falling for it because I addressed it the first time on January 13th when the story actually happened. And the whole sports media world showed up on Thursday waiting for <laughs> Tiger's return. And all they had was a rain delay, no golf action, and a tipping scandal. And so I think it was just literally everybody in sports media had like circled the C block and been like, we're talking <laughs> about golf. And since Tiger wasn't playing, the golf conversation was about classism and about how you should like tip and, you know, patronizing and just, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it is the most unrelatable uh, conversation ever. Tipping a caddy. How many of y'all have, 
I, I play golf all the time. I've never played golf with a caddy. Right. The, and and we talk about it on the golf podcast, and Kyle's like, well, yeah, there's just kind of like a an inside understanding. And it's like, well, the entire nation has decided to make this like a divisive issue, and no one seems to understand the, the rules of baseball on this one. I, so where do you come down, Chip? Sounds, I don't care. Sounds like Chip's... <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's where I come down. Matt Kuchar's made $46.6 million. He's number 10 on the career earnings list and he's over it. So I'm over it. See, I'm, I'm not with you here. I have a, like, I get that Matt Kuchar didn't do anything wrong because he, they agreed to $5,000. The guy's just toting the bag. He's not doing yardage or anything like that. I mean, Kuchar won on his own. He's sort of like, you know, the guy was sort of like a good, like he almost felt like a good luck charm versus like the guy who's actually diagnosing stuff, but he knows the, he knows the course well, but like, just stroke the guy a check for fifteen grand. You won one point three million. Give him fifteen grand, or, or go give him fifty grand, and then get your publicist to go tell everybody and their brother how you cranked it up, and you're walking around like, ah, oh, Cooch, Cooch is the man. Cooch is dishing out cash to. Uh, but they're, they're asking him to talk about something that happened six weeks ago, and golfers like notoriously forget every like the shortest memory ever. You forget it and you just move on. And so that's why all of his quotes and comments have been so bad and why he's been assing it up as the like scandal has continued to unfold is because it happened a long freaking time ago. Fair enough. Um, this is not a golf podcast. I can't wait to get the note from our chip is fired up. Nobody. Yes, I am. It, it was like everywhere I went, they were like, Oh, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> oh God. I, I hit, I hit so like, so it's like, listen, dude. They keep giving me new sports to write about. It's not a major. I've got to do a podcast with Brinson about the freaking draft. I don't care about Matt Kuchar, okay? Is that, <laughs> is that where your head's at? No, I mean, it's just I, I, I feel like people got tricked. It's a non-story. They got turned into a story. Mm, interesting. All right. Uh, looks like Justin Thomas, unless he continues to melt down, is probably going to win the uh, the Genesis Open. Series. Send angry letters to uh, at Chip underscore Patterson. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. If you got, if you send your elitism, uh, <laughs> elitist tipping, uh, tipping hot takes to Chip. Do you tip about. caddies? Tell Chip Pat. Again, <laughs> again, it's just like, it's not relatable. Right. No one plays with caddies. Yeah, that's right. This I agree with 100%. Uh, I play golf a lot, like on some nice courses. Like, you know where I don't play? The really nice ones yeah, when you have right, a caddy. Right, yeah. I think I played with a caddy. No, I don't think I've ever played with a caddy either. No, like I play. I if you play number two, you get a caddy. You have but to. But on the caddy. other one through nine, yeah, like, fine Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Chip's got to go spend some time with his lovely wife before he is forced to do another podcast on golf uh, to wrap up late the Genesis Event. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Late tonight. Uh, all right, for Ryan Wilson and Chip Patterson, I'm Will Brinson. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you guys.